Welcome back to the second segment of Level Up. My name is Mario Vitanzi. Hey, hi, what's up? How you doing? Follow me at Mile High Mario on Twitter. With me to my right, as always, Mr. Benjamin Albright. It's all bright, all right, all the time. All right, all right, all right. Follow him on Twitter at Albright NFL. And of course, behind the board, the big dog, Nolan Lease at Nolan L E S. He's a Giants fan, but go ahead and give him a follow anyway. What's that supposed to mean? <laughs> means I don't follow any other Giants fans. Anyway, how are they doing, by the way, Nolan? I mean, I know it's kind of like neck and neck with them and the Dodgers right uh, now. I want to say they're a half game up on L.A. right now. So, yeah, I mean, too close to call at this point in time. But they've got another one against L.A. tonight. And uh, Sunday Night Baseball, new uh, acquisition, Jake Peavy is going to pitch for him against the Dodgers. So, uh, yeah, a couple of important games coming up here. How are you feeling about the PV acquisition? I mean, because he's been struggling a little bit with Boston. Of course, that is just a sinking ship right now. Yeah, I mean, I was looking at some of his numbers. Some of it's not super impressive, uh, but he's also been a little unlucky. You know, you see the one and nine record, and obviously that doesn't look good, but some bad luck there. And I think going back to uh, the National League West, he got some pitchers, ballparks. I think that'll help him out too. But, you know, um, they didn't give up a ton to get him. A couple pitching prospects that they didn't think all that highly of. So I like the move. I guess the real question here is, though, is that do you think the San Francisco Giants uh, can hold off for the wild card, these suddenly surging Colorado Rockies? Uh, do, do you think that that's... <laughs> I know, I'm not even going to look at you right now. I think that that, you, was, uh, that was just a you, stupid you know, thing to say. <laughs> Let's go out to the phone line and get our guy, Kyle Reese. What's up, Coach Reese? How you doing, man? Hey, we're doing great. We're just warming the studio up here for you. I hear, man. You you sound like you're angry. I would almost accuse you of being militant, almost. <laughs> yeah, man. Every once in a while, you know, I, I let my emotions get the best of me. You know, I'm still a young cat. I gotta I gotta learn to reel it in. But yeah, it's it is what it is, bro. Okay, okay. I, I know that all media guys don't like each other. As a matter of fact, most. I like you, uh, Kyle. <laughs> Thank you. I, I, I'm feeling all warm and fuzzy inside. There you go. <laughs> Hey man, but 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 give Soyster a break, man. I I think he's just uh, it was it was poor execution. You know what I mean? It was it was bad on his part, but I think it was that's all it was. I don't think it was concentrated. I don't think it was something he did intentionally. It was just a bad joke. He, it came out of his mouth, and and we're all guilty of it. We've all said something on the air that we wish we hadn't, and uh, I think this is just one of those cases. Cut him a break, man. All right, fair enough. I was just like, I, I, I guess I just don't like his shtick in general, and I've never really been a fan of his. And I mean, I, you're right. Maybe I was a little bit hard on him. It's just, you know, that it struck a chord, and I wanted to get my point across. But Kyle, thanks for the call. Anything else before we let you go? No, nah, man. Be good. Enjoy your show, man. Right on. Four to six, right? Uh, five to seven. Five. To, oh, you guys bumped back in the late night. Right on. Uh, not, well, yeah, whatever. All right. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Later. coach. That's Kyle Reese, host of Enough Said, uh, right here on Mile High Sports, 5 to 7 p.m. on Saturdays. Yeah, he and Marcus Moore have a very, very good show over there. It's, yeah, really good, very listenable. Not all shows on this station are. Theirs is. I will say that. Right. Nolan, do you you run the board for their show as well, right? I do, yeah. Who's better looking as a combo, uh, me and Ben or Kyle and Marcus? If I may uh, use one of my favorite quotes from Pulp Fiction, my name's Paul and this is between y'all. <laughs> <laughs> well played, well played, Nolan. Taking the so, diplomatic route. He, he he gave me kind of like one of these little looks I was looking at him behind the bar. I don't know if you saw that where he was like, it's you guys. 
He's giving the wink and the nod. He's like, you he's, know, like but he's saying it. He's like, I know Kyle's listening right now, but it's it's y'all. <laughs> Thanks, Nolan. <laughs> wow. Yeah, you know, we are. We are still working on the uh, the snowman edition of Mile High Sports Magazine. Right. The snowman. This is a concept that uh, I think could take off in certain demographics around Denver. <laughs> So I mean, if you if you're unaware with what we're talking about, and yeah, we're we definitely got on track real fast there, got off track real fast. The uh, the My Eye Sports Magazine puts out a cover every year where they do the snow angels, and you know it's it's these these girls in bikinis and they're modeling and stuff, and then they pick they pick a winner. I'm not sure exactly how it works. I think they put it on their website for you to vote. So of course, since we are being billed, and you know, honest to God, let me say this, Ben, it wasn't us that came up with the handsomest two hours there was one other person that said it and we just absolutely took it and ran with it i i mean wouldn't you we scooped and scored on that one so so i'm not i'm not going to divulge who exactly it was because that's you know maybe it's private and they don't want me to to say but it wasn't us honest to god it wasn't us that that build ourselves as the best looking two hours it could it would have been easy for us to but we didn't Right. We, we let someone else do it for us. It's important to be humble, and we and we were, you know, we're of course very, very humble human beings. We are the most. We're the humblest people ever. We're the most <laughs> humble. If there's an award for most humble, we'd win. I, I think that statement is self defeating. But... <laughs> is that what it is? Oh, I love it. How are uh, how are we looking at training camp? Broncos. Everybody looking really good. You know what? I, I want to kick it to Nolan. We have a uh, we have a breaking news update. The first fumble. Of camp, Nolan. Who was it? It was our boy Ronnie Hillman. What a surprise! I'm floored. How and you can the, tell. Who? How? Are you serious? It was Ronnie Hill. Yeah, of course it was Ronnie Hillman. I'm just shocked. You can wow. tell by my voice how color, shocked I am. Color us shocked, Ben. What? Ronnie Hillman fumbled. Oh, I don't believe it. Everyone else, I I hear is looking good. Is is Latimer back? Because I know for OTAs he was he was hurt. Yeah, he's looking pretty good, uh, getting out there and doing stuff. Um, you know, it really uh, kind getting of getting out there and doing stuff. <laughs> well, I that's mean, what's up. I'm just saying, he got, he got out there. He got uh, he got free a couple of times and uh, got a really long touchdown pass. I, I don't like to micro analyze training camp that kind of stuff. I try to look at the bigger picture, the macro. And I've been kind of I focused on the running backs this week, and I did you know again liked what I saw out of Bibbs. This is a guy I've been talking about since before the draft. He's not gonna wow you with his measurables. He's not gonna be the guy that blows you away with his forty time. But he's got great vision, great feel for the position. He's quicker than fast, and you know that's what you need out of running backs in the modern NFL. I think. Is he, he be. is he faster than Monty Ball or C.J.? I know C.J. Anderson is more of a bruiser. He's faster than Anderson. He's not faster than Ball. Uh, Ball's faster than people give him credit for. I mean, Ball's a legit 4-4 guy. But see, Ball has that kind of speed where because of his vision, I mean, and, and obviously I hate to do these kind of comparison deals, but with his vision, it reminds me of Terrell Davis. You know, Terrell Davis was one of those guys that did not do anything amazingly, but he did everything well. You know, right. it's been well documented. Terrell Davis never had the best speed. Terrell Davis never had the best stiff arm. Terrell Davis never had the best spin move and so on and so forth. But he had a good to great one of all of those. And that's what made him such a complete back. That and just his unbelievable vision. Right. And I think um, the, the thing about Monty Ball is, is when you look at um, – when you look at what he does in pads versus what he does um, when he, when he's out there, you know he ran a, a four six six forty at the at, at a pro day and stuff like that, and that's not great. But when you look at his speed in pads, 
He's so much faster in pads, like Jerry Rice was. Jerry Rice ran like a four six, four seven, four eight, forty, and you know, just on asphalt shorts. But then you put the pads on, and all of a sudden, guys couldn't keep up with him. So I, I think that's deceptive. I think when you look at you know some of those numbers that are out there from different people, uh, you know, saying that say, look at what they do in pads. I don't care what they do in shorts. You know, this isn't this isn't uh, the you know the 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 Denver Broncos track team. You know, I mean, uh, the Oakland Raiders would win that relay every year anyway. Yes, but they would. The, uh, <laughs> now, actually, the Jaguars might win it. This uh, they're getting year. close. They're getting close. Yeah, but they, it, no, I, it's it's not a, it's not a relay. It's not a it's not a four by one hundred out here. So those times are you know they have their place. But what can a guy do in pads? And Monty Ball was a guy that that up there at Wisconsin did it time and time again, and he showed it on the field. I mean, he's, he's no slouch. He set an NCAA record for rushing touchdowns. Right. I mean, it's you know you, you don't you don't get that kind the of end zone. yeah you don't get that kind of productivity out of a guy who's just a hack. So. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, right before this, uh, Ben and I are going to start doing a weekly Denver Broncos exclusive podcast for the Red Light Sports Network. And check them out. It's redlightsportsnetwork.com. They're going to start posting it. And we're talking about some of the big question marks going in with this team. And then, of course, you know, the big positives. And something that we both notice is the incredible amount of depth that this team has. Last season... You know, their starters were easily the best team in football. But, you know, you see what happens with injuries, and you, that's something that you have to expect. I know it's it's difficult to say, but it's, you know, that's a part of the game. You hope and you pray and you you throw away your voodoo dolls and you get them for the Chiefs fans and the Raiders fans, and you just hope that nobody has one of any of your beloved Denver Broncos. But the injury bug is out there. You just got to hope that day in and day out somebody will squash it. But the difference between last year and this year is, you know, God forbid, if some of these guys do go down, they have an incredible amount of depth where they'd be able to recover for it. And again, it's a copycat league. And the position that they've added the most depth, that they are deepest and the scariest at, in my opinion, is defensive line. Whether it's a defensive tackle, defensive end, you throw DeMarcus Ware and Von Miller in there because they're just going to be edge rushers. No one really knows what Von Miller is. He's sort of an anomaly, kind of does his own thing. He's an incredible pass rusher. If he needs to drop back into coverage, I think he's capable of doing it because he's a far superior athlete. But you look at the defensive tackles, you look at a Terrence Knighton, Kevin Vickerson coming back. Um, Williams, Sylvester Williams. Sylvester, yeah, Sylvester Williams, who ha- has impressed early on. And that's, I mean, I, we were very critical of him last year because he was their first round pick. And, you know, again, another North Carolina guy. North Carolina cranks out a lot of very good defensive uh, defensive linemen. Mm-hmm. But that's a very difficult position to play as a rookie. You know, you go from being a dominant force in college and an absolute beast and people have got to double team you and you're still breaking through. You come to the NFL, that's the best of the best of the best. It's been said once, it's been said a hundred times. So he got tossed around a little bit. He was a little bit shell-shocked. Second year... You know, a guy like Miles Austin, I mean, even look at a Hall of Famer like Warwick Dunn. Warwick Dunn had like one sack his rookie year. It's a very difficult position to play as a rookie. I mean, Warren Sapp. War- what did I say? You said Warwick Dunn. He was running back. Oh, my you? gosh. Yeah, hi, Warren Sapp. Where is my brain right now? And then you can look at a guy, uh, Mitch Unrein, Malik Jackson. These are guys, you know, could probably start on some of the lower echelon teams. And the fact that they're three, four guys deep on this team their defensive line is never going to be tired. You just cycle these guys out every two or three plays. They're going to be living in the backfield. And then on top of that, you add in the fact that you have two incredible shutdown corners. You have very good safeties. You have linebackers who are above average at coverage. And it's going to be very hard to move the ball against this team. 
I, I love what they're doing, you know, getting the depth in case they have the injury problems they had last year. One guy we didn't even cover was Quantara Smith, a guy they brought in to be a pass rusher in and of himself out of Western Kentucky. One of those high-risk, high-reward right. guys. And yeah. he's, you know, he was injured and everything, so he's finally going to get a he shot this year. He did what was year. called like a gray shirt last year, like right. an injury red shirt, basically. Right. And, and when you look at the people that they brought in plus the people they're getting back, it's almost like they made a huge splash in free agency beyond the players that they did because you're getting Clady back. You're getting Smith. Uh, hopefully you'll get Miller and healthy for a year. Von um, Miller might miss the first couple games. I know he he failed his physical um, with Dr. Andrews. Mm-hmm. And let me just clarify, he didn't fail a drug test. Right. Okay. He failed his physical, which means, you know, they had him go through certain drills and he was unable to do so to a high level. So just calm down. That doesn't mean he's going to get cut or anything bad's going to happen. just means he's got to rehab a little bit longer. He's not going to play in the preseason. Chris Harris won't play in the preseason either. Right. And he shouldn't. He doesn't need to. Chris Harris, you know what you're going to get from Chris Harris. And I've talked to him and he said, if it was a playoff game, if it was a Super Bowl, I could play right now. But I want to be absolutely 100% sure. You know, he said he's doing drills. He's ready to go. He's doing all the cornerback drills that he needs to. He passed his physical, so he would be able to play. But why would you? You know, it's training camp, and then it's preseason, and preseason drives me nuts. It's two games too many already, and I I, I don't want to get into that because now I'm going to start getting emotional again. (laughs) We already saw what happens. You know, innocent to not innocent people get hurt emotionally. Right. <laughs> um, obviously, some absences. I don't think Chris Harris uh, he's on the pub. was there. And, yeah, he's yeah, on the pub. And you got Johnny Body who's on the IR. So yeah, and then DT uh, went down. Uh, quick shout out to his grandma who basically raised him, passed away. Mm-hmm. Uh, so DT is down there. I think she actually passed away from Alzheimer's as well. So just again, just an asinine comment for so I should make. Well, let you know, we're, we're going to temper that and save it. On the other side of the break. We have our two finalists. We got one in studio, one calling in. So, Philly the Fool, if you're listening, give us a call right now. And we are going to have, finally, the trivia competition to see who wins the free computer from C-Squared Computers. Mario Vitanzi, Benjamin Albright, Nolan Lease, the best-looking two hours on radio. Level up, Mile High Sports. We will be right back. Stick around.